Lord in unity tonight, I believe that we are going to drink of life. Life forevermore. We will be imparted with life. Life forevermore. Amen and amen. This evening, I, I want to share with us on standing tall in adverse circumstances. Standing tall in adverse circumstances. And it's the lessons we can learn from the voyage of Paul, from the life of Paul, from the journey of Paul. I want to learn some lessons, how you can stand tall in the midst of circumstances that are against you. There are many times that circumstances run against you and it's not due to your fault. Uh, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And so we know the world is going to oppose. Circumstances are going to come against. But then, in the midst of it all, we know that we can stand tall. Because our God is greater than any situation and any circumstances. Hallelujah. We know Paul had gone to Jerusalem and uh, when he was arrested for preaching the gospel, it was eventually determined that he was going to sail to Rome. He was going to go to Rome to stand trial before Caesar. And then on this journey, there's a lot of lessons that we can learn. Acts chapter 27 from verse 1 it says and when it was decided that we should sail to Italy they delivered Paul and some other prisoners to one named Julius a centurion of the Augustan regiment so entering a ship of the Adramatium we put to sea meaning to sail along the coast of Asia Aristarchus of Macedonia of Thessalonica was with us and the next day we landed at Sidon Julius treated Paul kindly and gave him liberty to go to his friends and receive care. When we had put to sea from there, we sailed under the shelter of Cyprus because the winds were contrary. Hallelujah. There are times in life that the winds are contrary. But the fact that the winds are contrary does not mean we have to be limited. It doesn't mean we have to be to be stopped it doesn't mean we have to allow the wind stall our progress we can stand tall no matter how adverse the wind is hallelujah so the wind was contrary to them on this journey and it says when we had sailed over the sea which is of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Mar, a city of Lycia. Then, then the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing to Italy, and he put us on board. And in verse 7, the Bible says, we had, we, When we had sailed slowly many days and arrived with difficulty of Snidos, the wind not permitting us to proceed. So we, we will consider this journey is going to be perilous. Hallelujah. The wind is contrary. The wind is standing against them. We, we, we sailed under the shelter of Crete, of Samoni, passing it with difficulty. 
we came to a place called Fear Evans, near the city of Lachesh. We, we, we can see the background of this journey. Paul was going to Rome with some other prisoners. The wind was contrary. It was getting very difficult. And in verse 9, the Bible says, Now when much time had been spent, and sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, I, Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster, and much loss not only of the cargo and of the ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the emsman and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul because the owner of the ship is just interested in money we make. Just like it is today. And because the harbor was not suitable to, to win time, the majority advised to set sail from there also. Majority is not always right. Are you listening to me? They say, well, everybody is doing it. Majority is not always right. They, they all said, well, I think we can make it. Okay, so majority advised to set safe from there also. If by enemies they could reach Phoenix, a, a harbor of Crete, opening towards the southwest and northwest and winter there. Now, we, we, we can see something in the life of Paul here. Paul cannot finally make the decision for this thing. But Paul was sensitive enough to God that he knew there is going to be trouble. Are you listening to me? Paul was sensitive to the Holy Spirit that he said, I perceive. He was designing. We live with, we must live with that ability to design by the help of the Holy Spirit. But then there are times you discern things, but you cannot change the course. Are you listening to me? Because you are not in the driver's seat. Somebody hearing me? You can perceive things, but you can't change that course because you are not in the driver's seat. What do you do? Don't lose your temper. Are you listening to me? Keep trusting God that will come through somehow. Hallelujah. Pop, there are things that you are in the driver's seat and when you perceive you can make decision and stop it. True of us. But there are times that you know this is not the direction. But you are not the one leading and you make your opinion known like Paul made his, his opinion known to them, but the majority said we need to move. And moreover, the, 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 the commander says they must move. That's not a time to lose your cool. Hallelujah. That's the time to keep trusting God. That somehow, because you are involved, God will come true. You may face that situation, your place of work or somewhere. And you just know this is not the right direction. But you, you can't make that decision. You're not in the driver's seat. Instead of getting mad, get on your knees and trust God. Praise the name of Jesus. And in verse 13, the Bible says when, 
When the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close by Crete. Don't use the physical signs only to determine your direction. Don't ever use just the physical signs. Everything looks nice. The Bible says they, 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 they told they have, they have gotten what they want and they, they sailed out. You need to investigate before you invest. As Pastor Bakari said, hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me? You don't use the physical signs to determine your direction. And the Bible says they, you know, it's like everything looks great. And they put out to sea. When the gentle south breeze began to blow, they assumed. That's what the pastoral translation says. They assumed they could make it. Don't live by assumption. Live by knowledge. Assumption is the lowest form of knowledge. Many times we make wrong decisions because we assume, we assume, we assume. And when we assume, we can easily go into presumption. They assume they could make it. Don't assume you could make it. No, you will make it. Let the knowing come from God's word. Let the knowing come from relating with God and relating to his spirit. Okay, so get accurate knowledge from God uh, and from your relationship. So they pull out thinking it's, it's fine, they could go. And in verse 14, the Bible says but not long after uh, a tempestuous headwind arose called Eurycliden. So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind we let her dry. When there's an abrupt weather change around us don't give up to the wind give up to God keep your trust in God hallelujah suddenly an abrupt wind comes there are times you you are even on a journey that you are you are so sure about the spirit and as soon as you step out uh, the storm begins don't give in to that storm don't give in to that wind Giving to God, knowing fully where the God is able to get you out. The God of heaven is in control. Hallelujah. The same God who was able to speak to a fish to go swallow Jonah and spoke to the fish again to go vomit him out. The same God is in charge and in control of situation and circumstances and he can change the direction. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. So when there's an abrupt weather change, don't lose your composure in the spirit. Be calm in God and let the peace of God rule in your heart. Let me say that again. When there's an abrupt weather change in life, on a journey, don't lose your composure in the spirit. Because when you lose your composure in the spirit, you will not be able to determine the direction that the Holy Ghost is leading you. You will not be able to, to live strong in faith. So don't lose your spiritual composure. Let the peace of Christ 
take over. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. And in verse 18, it says, And because we were exceedingly tempest-toast, wow, there was so much storm, so much adverse situation, so much wind. The next day, they lightened the ship. On the third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Now, when neither sun nor stars appear for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we should be saved was finally given up. Hallelujah. When all natural hope is lost, don't lose hope. Lay hold of supernatural hope. Is somebody hearing me? Lay hold on the supernatural hope that is beyond human senses. Lay hold on supernatural hope that is beyond the circumstances. This supernatural hope only comes from God and His Word. All hope of being saved was lost. In Romans chapter 4 verse 17, God has spoken to Abraham that he was going to be a father of many nations. The father said, a father of many nations have I made you. Let's read from verse 17, Romans chapter 4. It says that as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. What God has made you cannot be unmade by circumstances. All we need to do is to find out what God has made us. God didn't say, I'm going to try, I'm going to do my best, I'm going to see what I can do. God doesn't live by trial and error. God speaks what he has already completed. So he said, a father of many nations have made you in the presence of him whom he believed. Abraham believed God. God who gives life to the dead and call those things we do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So the scripture made us realize here that all natural hope for Abraham to become a father was lost against that natural hope he had hope. Hallelujah. So when you are in adverse circumstances and situation, we must learn how to lay hold of the supernatural hope that comes from the voice of God and that comes from the word of God. It may not make sense. It may be crazy. But when God says it, it's done. It creates an hope on the inside of us that we can keep putting our trust in God. So the scripture says all hope of being saved was lost. But I'm sure Paul didn't lose hope. He didn't lose hope. It's for the other people they lost hope. I believe that Paul had faith in the supernatural hope that God has spoken to him that he will be at Rome. Hallelujah. And in verse 21, 
But after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them. You will stand in the midst of circumstances. <laughs> Paul stood. He didn't crawl. He didn't roll on his belly. He stood up in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. Stand up in the midst of contrary and adverse circumstances. What does it mean? Take charge. Are you listening? Take charge. First, take charge of yourself. Take charge of your emotions. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your words. Hallelujah. Don't let your emotion run anyhow. Stand up from within you. I'm not giving in to this wind of adversity. I'm not giving in to these circumstances. I will stand up. So Paul stood up. And he took charge. Praise the name of Jesus. He stood up and he took charge. He stood up in the midst of the circumstances. Don't crawl. Don't pity yourself. Don't beg. Don't lose your composure. We saw Jesus standing up in Mark chapter 4 verse 39. When there was storm and there was wind, the Bible says then he, Jesus, arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, but still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Hallelujah. Don't give in to the adverse circumstances and to the adverse situation. It's time to stand up. It's time to stand up in the midst of that circumstances, in the midst of that situation. It's time to take charge and say, I'm not going to allow you demons and devil push me all around. I'm taking my place. Glory to God. I know what God wants for me, what God desires me to have. And in the name of Jesus, I'm not bound to these circumstances. Stand up. Hallelujah. Don't complain. Don't bemoan the situation. Stand up. Take charge of your thoughts. Don't let the devil invade your thoughts with unbelief and negativity. With death. Don't let the devil take over your emotions. And you begin to cry. We don't know what is happening right now. We know what is happening because God knows what is happening and the Holy Ghost knows what is happening and is able to reveal to us. And we know no matter what happened, the Bible says all things are going to work out for good. Uh, glory to God. So Jesus stood up and rebuked the wind and there was a great calm and he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? How is it that you have no faith? So number one, Stand up in the midst of the circumstances. Take charge. Take control. Number two, take courage. Courage is not absence of fear, but mastery of fear. It's taking over fear. It's the fact that you do not allow fear to dominate you. Take courage. Be courageous. It takes courage to 
act and obey the direction and the leadership of the Spirit. In such moments, it takes courage to obey God. It takes courage to make those hard decisions. Don't buy into the fear because fear is contagious. Hallelujah. In, in, in verse, verse 22 of Acts chapter 27, Paul stood up and he said to them, but take courage. He couldn't tell them to take courage if he doesn't have courage. And such courage is a product of the word of God in our lives and is a product of our intimacy with God. God had to tell Joshua several times to be strong and to be courageous. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 6, the Lord said to him, be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors. I will give them. You are the one. You will do what God says you will do. You will obey God. You will reach your destination in God. Hallelujah. It will not be another God that you are the one. Take courage. Be courageous. There may be wind of financial adversity. Wind of demonic adversity. Wind against your body and against your health. Wind against your, what God wants. But you are going to stand up and you are going to say, No, Satan. I'm not going to give you place. I'm going to fulfill God's assignment and God's destiny. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be courageous. I am going to do and fulfill what God has said. Glory to God. Amen. And you know what? As you take courage, encourage others. You need to plant the seed of courage in others. Because the more seed of courage you plant in others, by speaking courageous word to them, the more courage you have. The more courage you have. Paul told them, be courageous. Take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the sheep. Hallelujah. He stood up. He took charge. He took courage. He planted a seed of courage. Glory to God. Amen. Never lose the consciousness of the indwelling presence of God with you. No matter how tough the situation is. Paul said, the angel of the Lord whom I serve and to whom I belong, he stood by me. He spoke to me. In other words, Paul is saying, the Lord is here with me. Hallelujah. Never lose consciousness of the indwelling presence of God with you. No matter the circumstances, no matter the situation, never lose consciousness of God's presence. The amazing, powerful presence of God is on the inside of you. Hallelujah. He has said, don't be... I mean, let's not let your conduct be without covetousness. Hebrews chapter 5. Let it be without covetousness. Be content with some things as you have. Because when you have God, you have everything. He's your shield and your exceeding great reward. Hallelujah. Be content with having God. Are you listening to me? That's what he was telling Abraham. I'm your shield. I'm all that you need. And when you have me, all these things are normal. 
Praise God. Be content with such things that you have. Be content with having righteousness. Be content with having grace. Glory to God. Be content with having faith. Amen. When you are contented with those things, it's only a matter of time. Righteousness will set to it. Faith will take charge. Glory to God. <laughs> it says, uh, let your conduct be without covetousness because there's nothing to covet. God is all you need. And in Him is everything. Be content with such things as you have. For He Himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my ever. I will not fear what can man do to me. Hallelujah. You know, he told Moses, I will be with you. Because Moses knew what the presence of God is all about. And Jesus said, and behold, I am with you. Even to the close of the age. And then he progressed and said, I will never leave you. Are you listening to me? So it's not a matter of maybe God. No. We must be conscious. We must never lose the consciousness of God's presence. Even in the midst of turbulence. In the midst of tough times. In the midst of tough adversities. Tough situations. When the wind is contrary. We must never lose the consciousness of God's presence. Because you know something about God's presence? He makes the dear to give back. Amen. The presence of God made the sea to flee. The presence of God drove Jordan back. It makes the mountain to skip like rams and ease like lambs. That's the presence of God. And that God is on your inside. The heaven cannot contain him. The heart is his footstool cannot contain him. But then he chose to live on the inside of you. Hallelujah. That's the most amazing miracle of his presence. That he lives on the inside of you. He, br he brings his throne and he lives on the inside of you. And you carry God. So you know when you look in the direction of that situation, God is looking that direction. And you know when God looks in the direction of Pharaoh host, the Bible says that he troubled the wheels of their chariot. He just looked through to them. Hallelujah. So when you turn again and look at that situation with an anointed eyes. Holy Ghost soaked eyes. Hallelujah. You are looking at the situation with the presence of God. Hallelujah. Don't lose conscious. Consciousness of that presence. When you touch that situation, that is God touching it. Say, sickness be gone. You can't stay here. This is the hand of Jesus. He indwells my body. Glory to God. You are not ordinary. The king lives in you. So don't lose consciousness of God's presence. The indwelling presence of God within you. Don't give in to fear. Number four. Don't give in to fear. Only believe. Keep your grip on the word of God strong. Don't give in to fear. Fear will rob you of your potency. Fear will rob you of making right decisions. Fear will rob you 
of going the right direction. Hallelujah. In Mark chapter 5, there was a ruler who had come to Jesus to, that Jesus should come and pray for, for her daughter so that the daughter would not die. And then in the process, another woman who had a problem of 12 years intercepted Jesus. And there's something that Jesus can never refuse. You know what? Jesus can never refuse. He can never refuse faith. Hallelujah. He can't refuse faith. The woman with the issue of blood intercepted Jesus said, If I can touch the hem of his garment, not I may be made whole, I will be made whole. And she touched the garment. And power came out of Jesus and healer. And so the journey of Jesus was delayed a little bit. And in the process, he got another news. Don't be afraid when negative news come to you. That could knock hope away from many people. So, in verse 35, while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? It's beyond prayer. Have people told you, don't talk about prayer now, it's beyond prayer. And you're still talking about it's beyond Bible. Nothing is beyond prayer. Nothing is beyond the Bible. Nothing is beyond the word of God. Because by faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen, they came out of the things that are not seen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, he uphold all things by the word of his power. So nothing is beyond God's word. Nothing is beyond the speed of God in you. Nothing is beyond your relationship with God. Hallelujah. So they were telling him, leave the master. This is beyond the master. But when you see what the master said in this place, eh? they say, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. In other words, don't tolerate fear. The only thing that can rob you of what God wants to do through you and in you is fear. He says, don't be afraid, only believe. Somebody say, I will believe. In Mark chapter 9 verse 22, the parents and father came to Jesus and asked Jesus to heal the, the child who is demon-possessed. And often, he said, he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, he can do everything. <laughs> if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, it's not up to me. If you can believe. It's not if I can do anything. I can. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. I want to challenge your faith tonight. If you can believe, all things are possible. No matter how adverse the situation is, if you can locate the direction of God's voice over the situation, all things are possible. And I love the, the sincerity of this father. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my humble. Help me believe more. Hallelujah. Now you see, when God spoke to Paul, <clears throat> in the midst of that adverse situation, 
when all hope was lost, Paul still had to believe what God said. It's not just because God said it to come to pass whether I believe it or not. Hear the statement of Paul in Acts 27. Acts 27 from verse 23. He said, For there stood by me this night. The Lord is standing by you. An angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve say, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart. That's what Paul speaking. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe. Look at that. For I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. As it was told me. Hallelujah. I believe that it will be exactly as God speaks to me. That's what Paul is saying. So in other words, when God spoke to Paul, God had to believe. God can't do anything if you won't believe. Are you listening to me? The Bible says in Nazareth, you could do not great works there because of their unbelief. The only thing that determines how God is able to stretch his hands towards us and towards you is, do you believe it? Paul said, I believe. If Paul has told the angel, I don't know what you're talking about. You need to listen. You need to see the weather. There have been no sun or moon for 14 days. What are you talking about? This is science. This is real science. We need to be real. You can't be more real than God. The only person who is real is God. The only thing that is real is the word of God. Hallelujah. So you, you can say, let's be real. If God has said it, it is real. Because only him determines reality. The things that we see came out of the things that are not seen. So which one is more real? The things that are not seen, the things that God speaks, the word of God is more real. Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe that it will be as it was told me from the Lord. My question is, what has God told you? What has God spoken to you? It will be as it was told you from the Lord. Remember that wonderful, beautiful Sister Mary who said, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. Once the angel told her, this is going to be by the power of the Holy Ghost. This is how much is the power? How big is the power? Has the power done it before? Even if it has not been done before, you can be the beginning. God can set new precedents through your life. Even if nobody in your family has experienced it, you can be the one that will experience it. Hallelujah. Don't tolerate fear. Don't tolerate fear. Lay hold of your faith. I believe, Paul said, it will be as it was told me from the Lord. And Paul was confident to declare that in the midst of them. That standing tall in the midst of adverse situation. Hallelujah. He didn't go to the toilet and say, Lord, I believe, Lord. I... But when he gets to the people, he say, well, we don't know what will happen. We are just, everybody's just praying, sharp. No, I believe it will be. 
as it was told me from the Lord. I'm sure when he said everybody was quiet. What is this guy saying? Hallelujah. But it was exactly as the Lord spoke to him. Number five, act in wisdom. Act in wisdom. Do the natural things that you are supposed to do. In other words, I'm saying do what you can do and leave what you can't do to God. Do the natural thing that you are supposed to do. Do what you can do and leave what you can do to God. Now, we know God has already spoken to Paul that he will stand before Caesar and he has given him everybody that was traveling with him. But then, when God speaks that word, there are natural things that will also be lined up. Are you listening to me? Let's look at an incident in verse 27. Verse 27 down. It says, Now when the 14th night had come, as we were driven up and down in the Andratic Sea. God has already spoken, but they are still being driven. So don't say, hey, Paul, you said God spoke, Pastor. You said God spoke, but I'm still feeling the pain. But I'm still going through it. God has spoken, but they are still being driven in the Atlantic Sea. About midnight, the sailors sensed they were drawing near some land. And they took soundings, that is like measurement, and found it to be 20 fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they took soundings again and found it to be 15 fathoms. Then fearing lest we should run aground on the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stand and prayed for the day to come. Hallelujah. So in other words, let, let me read for you, for you the pastor translation to make it much clearer to you. It says, on the 14th night of being told about the Adriatic Sea, about midnight, the sailor sense were approaching land. So they took sandals and discovered the waters were about 120 feet deep. After sailing on a short distance, they again took sandals and found it was only 90 feet deep. Fearing we will be dashed against rocky coast, they dropped four anchors from the stand and waited for the morning to come. Now, verse 30 some sailors, look at this, pretended to go down to drop the the anchors on the bow when in fact they wanted to lower the lifeboat into the sea and escape. What did they want to do? They want to escape. Smart guys. Abandoning the ship. Paul said to the Roman officer and his soldiers, unless you all stay together on board the ship, you have no chance of surviving. At the moment they had this, the soldiers caught the robes and the dingy and let it fall away. Hallelujah. Like KJV says, unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Why? Because they are the guys that will direct the ship. That's what Paul is saying. They are the guys that will do the driving. They are the guys that will direct. Now, my question is this. What could I say? Well, it doesn't matter. Let them go. My God has already spoken. Do you get it? So, the natural things that that you need to fix. You don't leave it to God. So Paul said, all these guys need to be in the ship. Let's do something about it. He wasn't speaking unbelief. 
but we're speaking wisdom may god give you the wisdom to take the natural decisions what to do in the course of your journey you get it so when paul spoke the soldier cut off so they couldn't the lifeboat they want to use floated away hallelujah because they need them to be in their right senses when they will be arriving in the harbor hallelujah number six in the midst of adverse circumstances and situation take good care of your health and your body hello there's some believers that throw their head away in the midst of situations we will see that Paul advised them to eat. Don't neglect your health while trusting God for supernatural breakthrough in the midst of adverse circumstances. Because it's not your health that you put on the way that will get the job done. There are people that will say, I will never eat again. I will, God, I will pray until. Except God is leading you that direction. Are you listening to me? In verse 33, Paul said, and I mean the scripture says, and as the day was about to dawn, Paul implored them all to take food, saying, Today is the 14th day you have waited and continue without food. It's becoming too dangerous now. That you have been without food and eating nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take nourishment, for this is for your survivor. Since not a hair will fall from the head of any of you. Hallelujah. That's faith declaration that Paul is saying. But then Paul is telling them, now if God save you and you faint after being saved, you will still die. That's what Paul is saying. So heat. Is somebody here in me? God is going to fix it. Are you listening to me? Learn to take good care of your head. There are folks that will refuse to sleep. They will just go, they will do 40 all nights. 200 all night. Okay, if the Lord leads you. But be careful of destroying your body. Because when the breakthrough comes, I pray you still be okay. <laughs> Is somebody hearing me? Not by then, you are now, as the breakthrough comes now, you are now battling your sir. You say, God, see your side. God say, you should have used your brain to eat. I make food available for you. Hallelujah. So what am I saying in the midst of it? Take good care of your health. Number seven, give thanks to him no matter how tough it is. Verse 35, the scripture says, And when he had say, said these things, he took bread. And what did he do? He gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. When they had broken it, it began to eat. So, what are we saying? He gave thanks. Amen. It is a way, God, since you have given us all this trouble, there's no time to give you thanks. Thanksgiving is powerful. He gave thanks. The Bible says in Psalm 106, verse 1, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of God for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of Lords for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders for his mercy endures forever. Psalm 103 verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, 
and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord oh my soul and forget not all his benefits don't let the devil make you forget all his benefits what are his benefits who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases who redeems your life from destruction who crowns you somebody say i'm crowned who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies your mouth with what good stuff good things so that your youth is renewed like the heat so in the midst of the pressure and the pain and the adverse circumstances don't forget his benefits hallelujah number seven I don't know. I have seven here, but I have several points coming. Hallelujah. Lead by example. Act out your faith. Be a godly example to the people in the midst of adverse circumstances. Now, when Paul spoke to them about eating bread, what did he do? The Bible says he took the bread and ate it before them all. That's what he did. He held the bread before them all. Because beyond the circumstances, you are a witness. And God is communicating something to the people with your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So, heart out your faith. Be a godly example. You are a witness of God in that place. The way you keep your cool and calm in the spirit. The way you take charge, you know, you are, you know, the way you take charge of your emotion and you are not stumbling all over the place and screaming and dying. Oh, I don't know. You are an example. Because the dust will be settled. And when the dust is settled, it will go back to the example you, you are. Hallelujah. Amen. Number eight. And your own number, whatever. At the sight of victory, don't lose your grip on God. Don't lower your guard. The enemy may and will most likely still strike. At the sight of the false victory, don't lose your grip on God and His word. Don't lower your guard in the spirit. The enemy may or will likely still strike. In fact, the most dangerous attack always comes after a victory. Because the enemy is looking for when you lose your guard. Say, hallelujah, this is all we are waiting for. There is nothing again. There is no need to do all those prayers and those confessions of God's word. Ah, no more. No. Always live prepared. Always live prepared. Be each time in season and out of season. Hallelujah. Now, we know the, the, the story. They got saved. They came onto an island called Malta. But you know what? <laughs> the whole wind is not because of them. It's because of Paul. Are you listening to me? <laughs> so, despite deliverance from the sea, as soon as Paul landed, the serpent said, No way. You 
Hallelujah. In verse chapter 28, verse 1 to 3. And when they had escaped, that's the time to carry drum and begin to dance. They then find out that the island was called Malta. And the natives showed us unusual kindness. You will experience unusual kindness. That's called favor. For they kindled the fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat. Huh? The viper is afraid of heat. Jericho was shot because of the children of Israel. Are you listening to me? Came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. Hello? He fasted. I mean, this is a man that has just been saved from the sea, from a big accident. As we are just relaxing, one big python just got this. Uh, uh, surely, there's a problem with this guy. And there's a problem with this guy. Hallelujah. So, but Paul had never lose this guy. Amen. Number nine, don't let human opinion determine your decision and response. Don't let human opinion determine your decision and response. So, in verse 4 of Acts 28, so when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt, this man is a murderer. Hello? Whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. That is their opinion. Can you imagine them telling Paul, ah, so you are a murderer. So you are a murderer, you will die. And Paul said, well, oh God, I don't know why my own case is just like this. I don't know. Eh? I'm always a trouble, from trouble to trouble. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the glory that will be revealed cannot be compared to the pain and the pressure and the trouble. Hallelujah. Paul could have been affected emotionally by the situation and the opinion of the people concerning him. He could have started to argue and explain. No, I'm not a murderer. You, why are you talking to me like this? You don't know I'm a man of God? Uh-uh. Hallelujah. You know why you should not allow the opinion of people to direct you? Because their opinion can easily change. It's only what God thinks and says of you that matters. The scripture says in verse 6, However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time, the devil will look for a long time. He won't get his desire upon your life. After they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said he was a God. I thought they said he was a mother a long time ago. Hallelujah. So don't allow people's opinion to shape your decision. And you know what? Number 10, don't play with the beast. Shake it off. Don't play with the beast. In verse 5, the Bible says, But he shook up the creature into the fire and suffered Noah. He shook it up. He didn't waste time. You don't have this, you don't have to discuss with the devil. You don't need to play on the enemy's ground. Are you listening? You don't need to try and see whether. My mind can be captured. No, let me try that sin. 
Don't play on enemy ground. Don't play with the beast. Are you listening to me? The Bible says run away from all appearances of evil. Don't play with the beast. Shake it off. It wasn't Paul that even went to look for him. Even when you don't look for the devil, he will look for you. You know why? Because he's afraid. Amen. But when he sends his emissaries to you, shake it off. Somebody says shake it off. The Bible says Paul just shook off the beast and it landed in the fire. Hallelujah. And finally, when the times change for good, don't let people worship you. What did they say? He's a God. They want to worship him. When the times change for good, when you conquer, when you stand tall, when your God has taken charge, don't let people worship you, but use every occasion to extend the frontiers of the kingdom of God. Don't let any testimony of what God has done just go anyhow. No. Use it as an occasion. You know what the Bible says in verse 7? In that region, there was an estate of the leading citizen of the land whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and did what I prayed. Hallelujah. And he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. So at the end of the day, the kingdom of God was planted. The word of God spread. I believe a church will be born in that place. Paul lived as a strong witness. He stood tall. You know why you need to stand tall? People are watching. What is going to be the end result? Is he going to bring glory to God? We saw in this case, Jesus was glorified. The word of God was glorified. People, I, there were 276 people in that ship. I want you to see the impression they left with. Hallelujah. They came from different nations. You wouldn't know how many of them will carry the gospel from the mouth of Paul and they will go to different places. So when you are facing adverse circumstances and situations, don't just think about yourself. Think of the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom and the king of the kingdom. Hallelujah. As you live as an effective witness, you will become a commander. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Standing tall in the midst of adverse situation. Don't bow to it. Don't give in to it. Stand strong. Lead strong. Stand tall on the word of God. Not on the circumstances. The king of kings is in charge. He has not lost touch. He has not lost compassion. And the word of God is as effective as it has ever been. You will outlast the adversity. The adversity will not outlast you. You will outlast the adversity. And you will laugh out loud with the Lord. Knowing fully well that God is able to do 
exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that is at work in us stand up and let's pray thank you Jesus just pray in the Holy Ghost for one for a few seconds just pray in the Holy Ghost I have not given him to adverse circumstances. I'm standing tall by the word of God. I'm standing tall in the name of Jesus. I'm standing tall by righteousness. I'm standing tall by grace in the name of Jesus. Holy Katabashata. I'm taking charge of the circumstances in the name of Jesus. I'm ruling the ways in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' awesome name we pray. Father, thank you for your word. Help us live strong. Help us live decisively.